Hi love and welcome to Lovely with Lana. I'm Lana, your podcast host, here to talk about all things Pilates, wellness, fashion, lifestyle, and of course, it has to be pink. Well, not all the time, but most of the time at least. I hope that you absolutely love this episode and let's get right into it. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy that you decided to click on and listen in. If you are new, an extra special welcome to you. Whether you found me through social media, scrolling through Spotify or Apple, or just randomly somehow found me, I'm happy that you're here, you're in the right place at the right time. And if you're returning, as always, hugs and kisses. I'm so proud of this little wellness princess community growing and becoming the best versions of ourselves. Be sure to follow this podcast, give it a rating, give it a review, share it on your story, And definitely be sure to follow all of my socials. And I'm most active on Instagram. You can find me at Lovely with Lana and at Lovely with Lana Pod. Currently, I am taking yet another break from TikTok. I personally don't feel like it is the most beneficial app for my productivity and just like for outreach and influencing and getting the word out about this podcast. So if you like the podcast, definitely be sure to share it with friends or family. Trust me, it helps me so much. And let's get right into setting the mood. So it is currently 6.41 p.m. on a Tuesday evening, and I just got back from school, had dinner, and now I'm sitting talking to you. I had a pretty horrific weekend, and I never really got around to recording the podcast. I just didn't feel like myself, and I would not show up as the best version of myself on this podcast, and I wouldn't be the normal Lana you like to listen to. So I waited a few days and that's why I'm recording on Tuesday after a school day. And today was overall a great day. I woke up really early. I was actually filming for the Instagram. I did a 5 a.m. morning routine. Then I went to school, had classes, was able to go on a coffee date with a friend and it was so nice to catch up. And then had more classes and did some work and went home, had dinner. And now I'm here chatting with you. I have a candle going. I have my rose chamomile tea in my little Hello Kitty cup. So I'll be drinking from that as I talk all about dating and boys 101. So definitely be sure to grab yourself like a little snack or a warm drink because this is definitely going to be like a FaceTime kind of pep talk episode, but also a lot of juicy stories that I have never told really anybody on this planet other than like my mom. A high and a low. So a high is I got my nails done and I feel so much better with my nails done. I struggle a lot with picking my cuticles, especially when I'm stressed. And if I don't have tips on my nails, I will be tearing apart my cuticles no matter how many band-aids I put on. So I got my normal liquid gel nails and I get them with tips and they're just like French tip and I love it. It's so simple. It's classy and it helps to protect my cuticles because when I have the tips on, I literally can't pick. A low is the fact that I had such a horrible weekend. So I just was not myself this weekend. I don't really know what got into me and I was just not taking care of myself. It was a lot of self-sabotaging behavior. I didn't work out. I wasn't drinking my water. I wasn't showering properly. And as someone who's very hygienic, very on top of everything, that's really abnormal for me. And so I'm trying to like figure out maybe what caused it. I think there were a lot of factors, but probably not taking enough breaks throughout last week, which was the first week of the semester. And that kind of burned me out, but also a lot of just emotions that I was never able to process and I suppressed. So I'm definitely working on being able to process those emotions more in the moment. So I don't hit a weekend and feel all out of it. 
Luckily, though, we're on the other side and we're having a fantastic week, filling my week with things that I love and talking with friends, taking breaks, along with working really hard on all of my classes. And finally, a shout out. So Eliana Fiebelkorn, I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce your first or last name really, but I'm sorry. Thank you, Eliana, for responding to episode 87's question, which is what are other topics you want me to cover in depth? And Eliana said, hi, Lana, I struggle with what should I do around boys? Love your work, XOXO. Okay, well, thanks for giving me yet another question about when am I going to make the darn dating and boys episode because so many people have asked me this, Eliana. You're not the first one. You're probably number 100. I've had so many DMs, so many people asking me in like the Spotify questions, please make an episode about dating and boys. So to be honest, like I've kept putting it off and I kept putting off this concept because one, I don't want anybody from my classes or, you know, where I go to school to like try and stalk me and figure out what I like and what I don't like. But secondly, I've never been in a relationship and I've turned down every single guy that ever asked me out and not, not in a cocky way. I just wasn't interested. There is currently nobody in my DMs. I don't have Snapchat, so I'm not snapping anybody and I genuinely don't care. I don't really have a crush. That's it. And it's a really weird place to be in, maybe because I'm so focused on becoming the best version of myself that I don't have like mental capacity or time or like the need for a guy. I don't have this void in me. I'm not desperate. And honestly, this has caused some other things to happen. But the only thing that like gets me close to romance is the fact that I read romance books. But honestly, sometimes and quite frankly, right now I'm in a season of I'm not even reading that. I genuinely just don't care. And I think the issue of me not being attracted to any really guys right now, never really had a crush, probably after like I turned 16, is I realized that the culture that I grew up in, at least in like my house, is very different from American culture. I live in America and so obviously like that kind of clashes with the Eastern European household, the Slavic culture that I grew up in. And for example, my dad always taught me like guys are meant to open the door, bring flowers, etc. And guys so far in America have just not done that yet. And honestly, I think this is a global issue where more guys are like 50-50, etc. They just can't open a door because it's, it, I don't know what, an anti-feminist, I don't know. Some girls are like upset when a guy opens the door for them when quite frankly, we need to be like scamming the system. Like he's opening the door for you, babe. Like just take it and go, just run with it. And my standards are pretty high for a guy and I'm not here to waste time and I don't date just to date. Some people date just to date. They go on all those dating apps or they date someone they don't genuinely like and that is a complete waste of your time. So like for me, that was the issue. I never found someone I was genuinely interested in and that genuinely kind of fit the culture and like the expectation that my dad put on me for what do I look for in a guy? Because for example, the bar that my dad set is very, very high. He still treats my mom like an absolute princess. And yes, my mom works. It's not like he's like, she's not a housewife, but like my dad treats her so well in so many different areas and he's really thoughtful. And so I think because of that, and because I see that in my family and that's how I was brought up, that's what I expect. And when I don't see that being reflected in like the current culture that I live in, I'm not interested in anybody. And of course, because I'm not interested in anybody, I just seem to attract all the wrong people. Like desperation is really unattractive. 
But when you're like not desperate, it's for some reason, everybody wants to date you and you get into very uncomfortable situations. Like I will definitely spill some juicy horror stories, like how I was hit on a teacher and how a TA nearly tried to kiss me. So in this episode, definitely keep on listening. However, even though I don't really have a boyfriend, I never really dated around. I have seen a lot of relationships start and I have seen a lot of relationships end. And because I have like an older brother and many of my friends are guys because like I'm a computer science major, I got to work with what I have and it's mostly men in my classes. I obviously notice what guys like, what they don't like. And I mean, it's with great honor that I say that I've successfully set up some male friends on dates, which they enjoyed. Not dates with me, dates with other people, of course. So like, I kind of am very open and honest. And a lot of the things that I have in this episode, I like went to a man, went to a guy around my age or my dad or someone in their thirties or like a guy that I just know in my life. And I ask them, what do they want? What do they like? What do they expect? Red flags, green flags, etc. Because I got to take this from the guy's perspective. Anyways, if you're nervous about boys or dating or thinking about your crush all the time, we are going to talk all about boys 101, the red flags, the green flags, how to set standards, can you be friends with a guy, etc. Let's get right into this very juicy episode. Hi loves, before we get into the episode, I have to let you know about a small company I'm absolutely thrilled to be partnering with, Matinee Candle Co. Matinee Candle Co. sent me some of their candle care items, and honestly, it has changed my self-care to a new level. The candle care items are so high quality, and best of all, they do come in pink. I'm finally able to actually enjoy and take care of the candles I do have, and it's all thanks to the candle care items I received. If you want your own candle care set, be sure to go to matineecandleandco.com and use the code LOVELY10 for 10% off your order. Both the link and the code are in the show notes and they're on my link tree if you forget. Now let's jump right into the episode. Okay, so first, I don't understand why girls are so nervous about guys. Whether that's your crush or just talking to like a random guy at school, the nerves need to go away. I think I was never really nervous about guys, maybe when I was in like elementary school, but like after the whole cootie phase, wiped away. I never really cared. And men are really just simpler versions of women. Like when I talk with my girls, I'm also thinking about 300 other things. And the fact that, you know, I need to cook dinner and the fact that I need to set up a coffee date with another friend. And it's like all of these things going on in my mind at once. But like a guy thinks about like one to two things and the weight of their heart is video games, sports, food, or a combination of those things. It's pretty simple. Like they're really simple versions of women. And that's why I don't think girls need to ever be nervous about guys. Even if he's like the hottest person and you're like crushing on him so bad, like treat him like any other person. There should be no special treatment. And this is one of my pet peeves is I genuinely hate when girls treat hot guys or their crush like really well. Like they're laughing at all his jokes and they're offering to like help him with something, whatever right? But then the guys that aren't that hot, they don't really treat them well or they ignore them. Trust me, babe, that when I say anybody can have a glow up, I mean anybody. Some people literally peak in high school. Like there are some high school people that just like keep continue getting uglier year after year. And it's kind of sad because like they were pretty hot in high school, but now they're kind of like not. However, there's some guys that like are like the nerdiest, like the ugliest 
person in high school. And I'm talking ugliest, like subjectively, obviously. But then like in 10 years, they age like fine wine and they look great. So don't ever ignore the ugly people that you consider ugly because they could turn out to be really, really attractive. And, you know, people change how they look change. So obviously treat everybody with kindness and don't give someone special treatment because of like the fact that they're pretty. Like we, of course, girls can capitalize a little bit on pretty privilege, but like, please don't be part of like making guys have pretty privilege or not. Just treat everyone with kindness. And trust me, when I say that I have seen the ugliest people become the hottest, it genuinely happens all the time. Also, on the topic of hot guys, if they're really hot, confident, and know how to flirt, you need to stay the heck away. There are a lot of F boys out there in the world, and even though they're really attractive, it's just not worth your time to be in a relationship with them. They're going to lead you on, give you texts and Snapchats, and like be like, I love you so much, only to ghost you after they get what you what they want. And I always say, like, definitely notice how a guy interacts with you does he say all the right things that's kind of manipulative honestly and so i'm very careful with like the really hot very confident guys because a lot of times they're hot and they know it and that means they've just had so many girls quite frankly in their bed and that's just what they want with you i always say exposure gives you experience so if you want to not be nervous about any guy talk to a few guys around you ask about their weekend work on a project with them now, we're going to talk about how you need to be careful with male friendships later on because obviously that's very thin ice. I would more say like male acquaintances, like don't ever get too close to a guy friend because obviously once a friendship becomes very close with the opposite gender, we know what can happen. And the more you realize that a lot of the guys around you are just like you, they have similar interests, the more comfortable you will be with them. So I see this in a lot of guys as well. A lot of my computer science nerdy com boys, they're terrified of females. Quite frankly, they would not even look in my eyes because I'm a girl. But over time, I built a friendship with them and they realized that I'm a female, but I'm very similar to them. I'm just a little more pink, more high maintenance and vanilla scented. But I'm still like them. Like I still like find certain things funny and I still like the same food they like. Like there's a lot of similarities between girls and guys. So you should never be nervous about interacting with the other people, but exposure gives you experience. So definitely make it like a priority of like you talking just to more people of the opposite gender, whether it's your age or older, because that will help you a lot. Fearing men. Now, this is a topic that a lot of people ask me to mention because Guys can be absolutely terrifying, and I'm talking like in the violent, aggressive way. And as a female, I think all of us, I mean, if you're a girl listening, all of us have experienced the moment where we were literally terrified of our lives because there was like a drunk guy next to us or there was just like a man and he was being extremely aggressive towards us or towards someone else. There has been times when all of us have been catcalled and we felt uncomfortable even though we weren't wearing anything inappropriate. So you know, guys can be really dangerous. Now, again, not all of these guys, you can't just take one guy or two guys that are really aggressive and horrible and think that's like the whole male population. Just like you can't take one girl that's like really bitchy and just say, oh, all girls are like that. Like, that's just not true. And, you know, again, be careful. I always carry pepper spray around myself. I know there's self-defense classes for a lot of women. Just be careful because while there are not all guys, and I would say a majority of them are generally normal. There are very aggressive guys if they're drunk or they're just like very aggressive in nature. So please, please be careful and trust your gut. If you feel like danger, please, please just run away. 
Okay, so a lot of you want to know what to do when you like a guy. And so I asked a lot of my guy friends what they would like notice in a girl, what they like in a girl, etc. So first off, I think all of the websites and the girls and the other podcasters telling you to change for a guy is so wrong. Like never, ever, ever change for a guy. Don't lie and say your favorite sport is football when it's not, or your favorite food is seafood when you hate fish. I get you like them, but you do not want a guy to fall in love with a fake version of you. Like you don't want to be the Alibaba version of yourself, do you? So trust me, like it will haunt you. If you lie to a guy, the lie will come back. If you say you like seafood and imagine like all of your date nights, you're going to a seafood place because he thinks that's what you like. You have to be really honest and upfront when it comes to like talking to a guy, getting to know someone. You don't want to lie and cover things up. Also, well, it is really fun to romanticize the crush phase. Don't go putting on like a ton of extra effort in your makeup, hair, clothing, just to get him to notice you. You can, of course, romanticize this era, but make sure that you're not going overboard just for a guy that may or may not like you. According to my guy sources, the first thing they notice is your face and then your hair, then your smile, then the body and the, your posture, then your personality, and then your clothing. Clothing is at the bottom of the list since like not a lot of guys even know how to dress themselves quite honestly. So of course they're not going to capitalize on that. However, even though clothing is at the bottom of the list, it is the first thing I will talk about since girls are always so confused about how to dress for a guy. First off, we don't dress for a guy. Okay. We just don't. You dress in what makes you comfortable, confident, and flatters your figure. You don't dress for a guy. Okay. Most good guys do, however, notice if a girl dresses elegantly. And elegant can obviously look different per the culture, many different cultures. Like you're probably listening, you're in a different country. Elegant is different in your country. However, it doesn't mean you only have to dress super modestly, but I think there's a big line, there's a fine line, big red line between hot and slut. So I like to think of balancing my outfits when it comes to what I wear. So if I wear a really low cut top, then I wear a longer skirt or pants. If I wear a really tight top, I wear a baggier bottom. I try not to show too much of everything. Of course, you might have your favorite asset, like let's pretend it's your boobs, okay? Show them off a little bit, but make sure like your legs are covered. You don't want to show off everything because you just want to be a little bit mysterious. It's not even like anything religious. It's just, you want to have a little mystery in you. You want to look elegant. Of course, go to Pinterest, look up elegant styles. Look at how those women dress. It's very flattering for their figure. They're not like in a potato sack, but they're also not revealing everything on their body because that might get the attention of all of the wrong guys. With hair, keep it natural. Of course, you can get some highlights if you want to lighten things up, but don't go about like dyeing your hair green or pink or purple or one of those crazy colors. Not only does it damage your hair, but it's kind of, as per one male friend said, an eyesore to look at. So keep your hair healthy, buy hair masks, trimming it, etc. Try out new hairstyles, but don't obsess. I think as long as your hair is healthy and cut in a way that suits your features and it's a color that really fits your features as well, guys don't really care about like the particular shade, cut, style, etc. Quite honestly, most of my hairstyles is for convenience and for the girls. Like I'll put a little bow in there for the girls, definitely not for any guy. Guys, however, have repeatedly told me, my friends, that they hate heavy eye makeup. Like the one time that I decided to wear fake eyelashes, nobody was a fan and everybody had something to say about it. 
Now, of course, I was just experimenting and this didn't like affect me in any way, but like, but I did not like that fake eyelashes either way. I could not even shut my eyes. But anyway, guys aren't super smart. So like the no makeup makeup look will look like no makeup to them. Do a light amount of makeup that enhances your features, but leave the thick fake eyelashes and cakey foundation at home. Like, honestly, just don't do too much. I I don't even, a lot of them don't even like the smoky eyes and like really bold eyeliner. Like they just want something natural, okay? They don't want a painted on clown to be quite honest because some people's makeup is horrific. Anyway, bonus points for plump hydrated lips. Keep a chapstick or a lip oil or a lip gloss on you. I have like 20 lip glosses I bring to school and I always am reapplying them because I want my lips number one to be hydrated. Number two, it makes me feel like a little princess. And number three, it just looks good. Chapped lips are kind of an ick. So make sure that your lips are hydrated. Speaking of your mouth in general, make sure that you stay on top of your dental hygiene. Have gum or mints in every handbag or backpack. Make sure that your breath is fresh and your teeth are brushed. There's no like gunk on your teeth. Get them whitened. I get my teeth whitened once or twice a year professionally because I smile a lot and guys definitely have complimented me and noticed my smile. The only times that I don't smile is if like, you know, one of those creepy guys that are like, you should smile more. No, I will give you such a glare and a side eye if like some creepy old dude is telling me to smile more. Maybe that creepy old dude should just shut his mouth. Side eye, moving on. Also, according to my guy sources, they notice if a girl is a girl and not a tomboy. So most, I would say masculine type guys, like the guys that like pay for your you know, dinner and like open the door. And like, I would say definitely a lot of the girls that are listening, it's like, it's your type, right? Like they think about you, they're thoughtful and they're masculine. Okay. They get that they're a guy. They want a feminine girlfriend. So obviously femininity is not just about how you dress because anyone can look, you know, feminine, but it's all in like your personality. It's in your essence. So like, for example, I'm in jeans and a t-shirt, but that doesn't mean I'm less feminine just because of how I talk, how I walk, how I react to situations. Even the volume of my voice needs to be different if I don't want to be like a guy. Try not to be too bitchy. Like, don't be very controlling. Don't wear a ton of super masculine clothing. I think definitely be true to yourself, but make sure that there are elements of femininity within your outfit, your personality, your posture, and how you speak. In regards to body, Guys don't want someone skeleton thin. You know, like the Chanel, like the high fashion models that literally look like they're anorexic? Yeah, that's not attractive to like anybody but pedophiles. So have some curves on you, please. And most guys like a girl that is like slim with curves. Obviously, some guys like girls that are super curvy. Others don't really care. Guys want to see you look like a female, quite honestly, and not like a child. So keep that in mind because I know a lot of diet culture and society keeps pushing on this like rim rod, a skeleton thin, like heroin chic trend. And it just, it's not a vibe for like most of the guys that I talk to. It's not attractive. And honestly, it's not healthy. I think there's also, it's really interesting. I've talked to guys about like insecurities that I have in my body. For example, like a little tummy pouch or like stretch marks and guys genuinely don't care or they think it looks attractive because while nobody knows this subconsciously, when you look at a person from the opposite gender, so if a guy is looking at a girl, they are looking for fertility. Obviously, they're not like thinking about it actively, I hope not, but like very subconsciously, they want to make sure that like 
you could birth a baby, right? And like when you look at a guy, that's why a lot of females are attracted to very masculine, you know, taller, a little more muscular guys is because they quote unquote have stronger genes. So like subconsciously, we would want to reproduce with them because survival of the fittest. That's all psychology. You can read into it. I'm not a psychologist. And quite frankly, this type of conversation is making me uncomfortable. So I'm going to move on. With your personality, I would say definitely be light, be feminine, try not to get into arguments or be overly harsh or rude. Laugh at the jokes he says that are actually funny, not all of his jokes. You have to definitely make him work for it a bit. Don't scream, snap at him, say rude comments, etc. I think just make sure that you are putting your best foot forward, you're being the best version of yourself, and you're not trying to act like one of the bros. Now, if you have a male friend that you don't want to date, that's a little different. But if it's around someone that you like, I genuinely would say, you know, act like a lady, please and thank you. I think if you definitely want to get to know him, you have a crush on him, subtly ask for things you have in common. Ask him questions. Ask him about, you know, where does he live? What are his classes like? Where does he work? Like, what are his hobbies? Does he play any sports, etc. Sometimes brush your shoulder against his once in a while or like accidentally brush your leg against his. Like, just very subtle, okay? We're not trying to like bombard him here. And if you already have his number, right, and you're texting and planning times to hang out, do that max once a week. I think it's so desperate when a girl is like, like last minute, a guy's like, hey, are you free? She's like, yes. And she drops everything to go run with him. Girl, have your own things going on too. You are a busy bee, okay? You are trying to be the best version of yourself. You're not sitting around waiting for some guy to text you. Also, be sure that you're not chasing him. Even if you like him a lot, Make sure that you're not the only one always initiating the conversation. He should sometimes be texting first. He should be planning things first. He should be putting in effort to make plans just as much as you put in effort for plans, right? If you're texting him and it takes him like a day to get back to you, even though, you know, I mean, all guys will just say like, that's their one number one excuse is I'm busy. Well, I'm sorry, but like somehow I'm not busy and yet we're like taking the same classes or we're in the same major or we're all both in college or we're both in working environments, like honestly. But be warned, if a guy starts to text you too much, always complimenting you, saying all these wonderful things that you want to hear, you could be getting love bombed. So love bombing is a manipulative tactic that involves showering someone with affection Attention gifts flattery. It is often used in the early stages of a relationship to gain control and influence over another person. Be careful with love bombing. I'm telling you this because I have been love bombed before during a very, very mentally not great time in my life. So I'm going to bring you back, okay? It was 2021 or 2022. I can't remember what year it was. Anyway, your babe here, Alana, was deciding to recover from her eating disorder. So obviously, mentally, I was like super unstable, right? Like I was really uncomfortable in my body because it was changing. I was just getting into weightlifting. I was just eating more food, etc. right? But I was going to recover. Like that was the goal. And during this very mentally not great spot in my life, a friend, a guy friend, was starting to give me a lot more attention and texting me all the time and giving me compliments on how good I look. Now, obviously, as someone who at the time was extremely insecure about her body and herself, this was great for me. Like, I felt so reassured and I started to emotionally attach myself to this guy. See, things started getting really, really strange because then I think later on in the summer, he like popped out of the blue and was asking if I wanted to go on a date and like, 
things got weird. I cut him off. He was obviously a playboy and I'm not interested in that. And that is when I started to learn about manipulation and why I vowed that I will never ever be manipulated by a guy again because I was manipulated once. I was love bombed. I was giving all this love, all these compliments. And because I was so insecure in myself, I latched onto them and I latched onto him like a life raft. So obviously be careful if he's texting you a little too much. It's an instant block. Okay, now speaking of like instant blocks, we're going to talk about my red flags in a guy versus green flags in a guy. So obviously this is very subjective and this is from my experience, but I think red and green flags, especially the ones I'll talk about, are very helpful for guiding you in a relationship with a decent man and not a childish manipulative little boy. Um, I could have used stronger language, but I won't because I just don't want to. So some red flags, treating waitstaff rudely. Okay, if he treats a waitstaff rudely, barista at Starbucks, you're at a restaurant, instant ick. Like why? No, I don't care how much money you have. I don't care your status. If you treat a waitstaff rudely, that's an instant ick for me and I will call you out on it. Or treating friends, family, or strangers rudely. Like if you are treating your friends and you're constantly like talking crap about your friends to me, they're probably talking crap about me. So I'm not interested in that. And that's also ick. Forgetting his wallet. Okay. Forgetting your wallet is like forgetting your phone. You just don't do it. And nowadays with Apple Pay and like Google Pay and Samsung Pay, there is no excuse for saying, oh, can you pay for it? I forgot my wallet. That's an instant ick. And that's kind of like, I would, I feel like I'm being deceived because like, you probably did that on purpose and that's an instant ick and if he does that i'll pay for the whole tab and you will not be getting a text back from me ever ever again another red flag is making you confused if you can't tell his intentions with you then it's a red flag if you're like questioning does he like me does he not does he want to date me does he just want to be my friend why like you're just wasting your time and your mental capacity for some like honestly very indecisive little poop like i don't want to be in a talking stage for more than a few weeks like if you can't say i like you and let's go on like an official date then you're out the door i have other people and i have other things to get to right another thing is if guys confuse you because they're not consistent like they text you for a few days and then they stop and then they text you again and then they stop that's kind of that's an immediate block well number one that's very manipulative because it's kind of like you're dangling a carrot in front of a donkey right and like you know, you're like going after this carrot and all of a sudden the carrot is ripped away and you're confused. But then like the carrot comes back and you keep running. Or it's like, you know, social media and how it's like how they make social media addictive is you keep coming back because you want that reassurance. You want those likes, you want those followers, etc. And like sometimes you don't have the likes and followers, but all of a sudden like Instagram, you know, the algorithm shoots out one video. So you like stay on the app. Like that's how they get you hooked. So it's very manipulative. And if a guy's doing that to you, that's an instant block. Another red flag is a super long talking stage. I already mentioned this like briefly, but like I don't waste my time and I don't waste other people's time. And I'm not going to be there and up for texting you weeks on end. After getting to know each other for a week or two via text, it should generally be the guy's idea to set something up in person, whether that's like a dinner date or just getting coffee, etc. I don't get some of these girls are literally in talking stages for like six months plus, like six months and more. Babe, you don't have time for this. You're not playing around. For me, and in the culture I grew up, I date to marry, or at least I date 
to date intentionally. I'm not dating for the fun of it. And I'm not dating just to be in a situationship. I'm, I don't do situationships and I never will and I never will be doing them, right? Don't let yourself be sucked in with some guy because he can't decide, okay, I want to actually date. Just don't. It's a waste of your time. You have precious time on this earth. Another red flag, not committing. So once you are in a talking stage or you've been on a few dates and things are going great, if he's avoiding the dreaded question of what are we or like, let's be exclusive, that's an immediate block. Personally, I'm a loyal person and I need to know the status of a relationship so I don't break any boundaries or hurt the guy or myself, right? If he can't communicate that we are exclusive, then he should never be upset of me going on a date with another guy right? Like, I find this hilarious when a guy doesn't like commit saying like, let's be exclusive. And then he gets upset that you go on a date with another guy. I'm sorry. When did we say that we were in a relationship? Obviously, you can't pull it out of your mouth. I'm not going to be pulling teeth for you to say we're dating. You need to say, I like you. I want to be exclusive. I'm not going to be seeing anybody else. And you're not seeing anybody else. Like, I don't get the whole like, we're in a situationship. If we're in a situationship, then technically, I could be dating another guy as well. So like, get to the point, right? Just say we are in a relationship and I want to be exclusive, period. That's all a guy needs to do. And if he can't commit, then he's out the door. If he also hides you from social media or friends or parents, seems to only take you on dates for like far away from the town or the college, that's like sketchy. What is he hiding you from, right? If you're not somebody's number one, you're not going to be somebody's number two. You're not going to stick around. And if a guy is not giving you that number one status, then someone else will. Another red flag is being too spontaneous. So I was talking with a friend literally today, you know who you are. And this guy, she is kind of like in a situationship with him. And he constantly spontaneously in the moment asks her if she wants to hang out the day of. Of course, a bit of spontaneity is fine. It's fun. It's great. But not all the time. Baby, you're not anybody's booty call. Being too spontaneous often shows that a guy has a serious issue with commitment. Like if he can't commit to like, in a week, we're going to meet on this day at this time here, then obviously he can't commit to dating you, babe. And like, that is a hard pill to swallow. And all these red flags probably are really hard pills to swallow if you genuinely like the guy. But like, there will be better versions of him out there in the universe. You don't need to like commit and commit to the bare minimum, honestly. Also being too spontaneous makes me really question the guy's intention. Like, why are you texting me the day of and oh, let's meet in an hour. Did someone else, did a different girl cancel her plans and now you're stuck with me? Like, I'm not nobody's number two. Like, honestly, no, nope. No last minute plans all the time. Now, once in a blue moon, of course, that's fine. Like, oh, let's go grab lunch. That's okay. But like, if it's every single interaction you have with them, that's an instant block. Another red flag is lack of confidence or too much confidence. So if a guy lacks confidence, he'll be very clingy and he's going to need constant reassurance from you. He could also become very aggressive. And I've seen this. If you're a very high achieving girly and the guy's insecure in himself and you're outworking him, you're outperforming him, he can get really, really mean. So please be aware of the insecure guys that need to feel like they're dominant or the best or the smartest or the strongest. Because if you ever beat him, you could be in serious issues. Like you could have like literally I've seen girlfriends being verbally assaulted by their boyfriends because she was doing better than him. 
Some guys also have too much confidence. So generally, if a guy has too much confidence, when it comes to girls, you're probably number like 367 on his roster. And he is a, you know, probably an F boy. So be careful with the guys that are a little too cocky, a little too confident. Make sure that they have like a humble confidence. I think like they know who they are. They're not competing with anybody and they're working on being the best version of themselves. They're not like really insecure, but they're also not overly cocky and think that there's the smartest bulb in the room, which by the way, that's such an ick. Like there's always that one person that thinks they're like so smart. You're not smart, babe. You are really not smart if you think you're the smartest person in the room because everybody's smart in different ways and they express it in different ways. Another red flag, low effort dates. So if you officially start dating this guy and he only takes you out for coffee, fast food, or like a walk, instant block. Now, a lot of people might get really defensive and they're like, oh, well, what if he doesn't have a lot of money? I'm a college student. I get money is not abundant. It is not flowing out. But if a guy is only doing the bare minimum to hang out with you and he's not taking you on keyword intentional dates, that's an ick. Low effort doesn't mean cheap. Low effort means doing the same things like always going to the coffee shop, always going to the same fast food restaurant, always going for a walk. Like, there's nothing new. He doesn't pay attention to what you like. And a lot of these high effort dates, of course, high effort dates could be a fancy dinner, but it could also be him cooking you something or him making a picnic. And you know that just requires a trip to the grocery store and finding a good park and having good weather. Or, you know, signing up for like a pasta making class, it's probably only like 50 bucks per person. Or, you know, there's so many ways that you could have a really good time without spending a lot of money. I've heard of um, guys taking certain girls on dates to see the stars. Like that's practically free and it's really thoughtful and it's really romantic. So I'm not saying low effort as in cheap because I get some guys have a lot of money and other guys don't. I'm saying low effort as in low intention. Like if a guy hears that you love art and he takes you to the museum, the museum entrance fee is probably like $10, $15 max. That's not a lot of money. And it's a very intentional date and it's very high effort because he paid attention to what you liked. But if he's going to the same coffee shop all the time or he only goes to the library, only goes on walks with you, that's kind of low effort, not gonna lie. Also, if the guy doesn't pay for the initial dates. Now, I mentioned this earlier with him like forgetting his wallet, but like before, if you guys aren't a couple yet, the guy should be paying. So because they grew up in a Slavic household, right? That's what I expect, okay? Me getting ready, me finding an outfit, me putting on expensive makeup. I mean, Chanel, Dior, flower nose makeup, Too Faced, etc. Me getting my nails done, which by the way, my nails are anywhere from $60 to $80. My getting my hair done, all of that is expensive. And if I am putting in a lot of effort and time to look good on the date and you can't even pick up the tab on like a $20 salad because like I'm not the kind of like mean person that orders the most expensive thing off the menu. I just order like something very moderately priced like a salad or a piece of salmon. But anyway, if you can't pick up that, that's an instant ick. The guys that are like 50-50, babe. No, 50. if it was true 50-50, you'd pay for my nails, you'd pay for half of my hair, you'd pay for my makeup, you'd pay for my outfit. And like in certain cultures, they have the guy not only paying for the girl's meal, but they like give her money 
to prepare herself for the day so she can go get her nails done or she can go get her makeup done or she can go get a nice outfit. I have no words, okay? Like, for me, there are some boys really out there thinking 50-50 is the way to go. No. I put in so much effort into looking the way I do. And if you can't spend $20 on a salad, I'm not going to go on a date with you, quite honestly. Some people might find this harsh. That's just the truth. If you're not comfortable paying 50-50, then go on a date with somebody else that wants to pay 50-50, right? Another red flag is the lack of self-care. So if a guy is not showered, if he's dressed like a slob, if he smells like body odor, has unkept nails, hair, doesn't eat well, doesn't work out, that's an ick. So many guys, and I see this in like a lot of the STEM boys especially, they just don't take care of themselves. And this will always make someone 20 times less attractive, okay? It is attractive when you put an effort into the way you look, for you to look clean, for you to look put together, whether male or female. And everybody has time. I really hate that people are like, oh, I don't have time. Really? I am an honor student with a double major. I also work part-time. I also run this podcast. I also run my social media and I also run a side business. Hmm? Somehow I have time to look put together, eat right, sleep enough, work out every day. I wake up at 4 to 5 a.m. to squeeze in a workout every morning. I work hard in school. I'm out there in the world trying to improve myself. And if a guy is not doing the same, I honestly don't think we will be a good match. We will have nothing in common. If you, girly, are out there trying to be the best version of yourself, you're not going to be very attracted to the guys that are putting in bare minimum to wake up. You're not going to be attracted to the guys that are putting in bare minimum at school or work. You want someone that is also high achieving, that is also trying to be the best version of themselves, just like you. So you actually have things in common. So you could actually go to the gym together. So you could actually cook together in the future. Instead of like just having this like vegetable of a guy who smells horribly, who looks horribly and doesn't take care of himself. Another red flag is manipulation. So I will definitely be doing a whole separate episode on manipulative strategies that are used on you or you could use on other people. But be careful of guys, they definitely manipulate you. The story of love bombing with that male friend. I have had people try to power manipulate me. So like a, we'll, we'll talk about the story later, but a teacher in particular. Yeah, we'll, we're going to talk about this later. Don't worry. So be careful of manipulation, love bombing. If he's constantly guilt tripping you, if he is too clingy, if he is trying to say that you're like a bad person, if you don't do X, Y, and Z with him, do not get manipulated into a relationship ever. Another red flag is having a ton of female friends. Now, this is very similar to the red flag of a girl having a ton of guy friends, but generally, like, I have a lot of male acquaintances. I wouldn't really call them, like, friends. I'd call them acquaintances. I've been calling them friends throughout this episode, but, like, I'm not that close to them. Like, I don't really know where they grew up. I just, like, talk to them on a daily basis, right? And I can explain why. It's because I literally have nobody else to talk to in my classes. Unless I'm mute, I'm going to be talking and I'm going to get to know people around me. I actually have an explanation for having male acquaintances. But if this guy has a lot of close female friends, just like it's a red flag if a girl has a lot of close male friends, that is an instant red flag. Relationships with the other gender almost always end up with someone catching feelings. So please be careful with a guy who has a lot of girlfriends because something's fishy down there. Anyway, another red flag is always complaining. <laughs> Did you hear that? Anyway. Another red flag is always complaining. So the victim mentality is very icky. And I hate when guys are like, oh, the traffic was so bad. Sorry, I'm late. The weather is horrible. Sorry, I'm grumpy. The professor is terrible. That's why I didn't do well on an exam. That's an instant ick. 
Blame is so easy. You can blame the traffic, you can blame the weather, you can blame the professor, you can blame God, you can blame your friend. But at the end of the day, you're just a victim mentality person. And that is such an ick. Like, I'm not a victim mentality person. If I get a bad grade on an exam, that's probably my fault. Now, there have been stories where, like, it was the professor's fault. But if I'm, like, one of the few that did bad and everyone else did good, then it's probably my fault. If the whole class did bad, then it's the professor's fault. You get what I'm saying? I don't complain when something hurts. I don't complain when my head is aching. I don't complain when I'm running late. Because I could blame so many factors of my life and I don't because I'm not a victim of those. I'm a victor, right? Another red flag is a huge age gap, okay? I get on social media, they're always like, love is love. Babe, what are you doing with someone 20 years older than you? Honestly, when you were zero years old, you were like an egg and he was already a 20 year old man. So like, what the heck, honestly? The age gap kind of is a weird, it's a very weird like psychology thing going on there. If he's as old to be like your dad, what are you doing there? Unless you're going at him for money, but that's not really the purpose of this episode. So story time. So I had a teacher when I was literally a baby. I was a fetus. I was like a freshman in high school and I had this creepy teacher who, okay, this is why I never wear Lululemon, like the really tight Lululemon defined jackets ever in public or in school anymore, ever. When I was a freshman fetus, freshman child in high school, I wore one day this Lululemon defined jacket and Lululemon leggings. It was a very skin tight outfit, but like I was a child. I didn't even have curves. I didn't even have cleavage. I was literally a board. So like, it's not like I'm like looking like very seductive. I look like a board stretched in Lululemon. Anyway, then we had this like teacher and he came up to me. He's like, I like your sweatshirt in like a really creepy way. And I remember looking at my friends around the table and we all had that weird, like what the actual frickety frack is going on here? Like I'm literally a child and you're 40 and you're married. What are you doing? Things got worse. Sometimes after class, he would like try and talk to me and I was just trying to run out the door there. Luckily that guy, that teacher left, but he was so creepy and I felt so uncomfortable because it would only ever like attack me. It was so weird. Other like age gap power dynamic. I had a TA, so a teacher's assistant in college. I had a class and I would always visit this teacher's assistant office hours. Like I would always come there to ask questions because generally during the start of the semester, I meet a teacher's assistant for a class and I really like them. And generally TAs are either like upper classmen, so like juniors seniors in your college or they're like phd students so this was actually phd student and honestly things got really weird i think after like the sixth meeting this was like week six he started asking me like i was just talking to him about the class questions etc wasn't trying to go deep wasn't trying to be really that friendly i was just trying to ask my questions and get out of there however this ta just didn't understand that and he was literally like i kid you not asking me about like you know my family you know what i want to do for my career then he was asking me if i have a boyfriend then he was asking me for my number i gave him my number because like i was dumb and i didn't think And then he started texting me and he tried to hang out with me. And I think one of the office hours, like this was like the last time, I think this was like, when was this? A year ago, March. 
I came to his office hours and he literally tried to like put his hand around me and like try to lean in. Wait, what you doing that for? I do not like you. Okay. And I made that very clear. I'm just literally trying to ask you academia questions. Academia questions. I'm trying to be an academia girly. And you're out here really trying to hit on me. Like, leave me alone. Anyway, I respectfully kind of shove, like, kind of, you know, when you like squirm out of like a guy's embrace, that's what I did. Then I didn't visit his TA office hours ever again because I was so creeped out and I made sure to block him. Now when I see him around campus because he still goes to the same college I go to, I do not make eye contact because that is so weird. Anyway, age gap. Be careful, okay? Be careful of the upperclassmen if you're a freshman. Be careful of the teachers. Be careful especially of like a boss, okay? Like I don't have horror stories in that regard, but like just be careful. With all of these red flags, I want you to also keep in mind that you need to hold yourself to the same standard, right? If you are expecting a guy to be hardworking, kind, looking clean, etc., you need to do the same things. You can't like be a slob and expect a knight in shining armor to like want to be dating you. You know what I mean? Like keep yourself up to the same standards, be honest, don't lie, like make sure you're a good person. Because if you're a bad person and you expect a good person, it's never gonna work. Now onto the green flags. So many of the green flags are just opposite of red flags. So green flag, being polite to everyone. If he says thank you, please, etc. To servers, to the Starbucks barista. Oh, thank the Lord. We finally have someone that actually has some manners in this world. Another green flag does not swear often, okay? If a guy has like a foul mouth, and honestly, this is a turnoff for like a girl too, if you're like constantly swearing, that's such an ick. Like, please grow a vocabulary for the love of God. You can, of course, swear once in a blue moon. I think I swore. Did I swear in this? I don't know if I swore in this episode. But like, you could swear when you're really passionate, when it like adds to the like dynamic of what you're trying to say. But not all the time, not in every single sentence. Okay, you don't want to sound like a rapper here. You don't want him to sound like a rapper either. So that's that. Another green flag is he's very humble, he's genuine, he's honest, like he doesn't lie to you, he has nothing to cover up, he's very open, like if you grab his phone, he's not like freakish. Like you know some of those people, whether they're a friend, like a girl, or like a guy, like you're dating, and like you touch their phone and they literally flinch because like there's probably crap on their phone that they don't want you to read or they don't want you to see, right? Red, that's a red flag, okay? If you're open, like I have nothing to hide. If in a future relationship, which this is a hot take, I think a couple should be able to ask for their other significant other's phone. I really do, okay? I have nothing to hide in my phone. I really don't. There's no other guy. There's no other like, no, there's just nothing really interesting there, right? I have nothing to hide. And so when I see guys being like really sketchy with what's on their phone, you're probably texting like 20 other girls. So instant block. I like people to be honest and I like people to be open. And if you're terrified of me going through your phone, you have something to hide and you're not going to be hanging around me for much longer. Also, green flag, neatly dressed and smells good. This is a given. Please don't smell like body odor. Please for just please don't. And make sure that you're dressed in clothing that doesn't have stains on it, doesn't have rips. And like, is decent clothing, like not pajama pants. You get like those, you know, the guys that wear like flannel pajama pants to like class and they look like they just rolled out of bed. That's an instant ick. Another green flag is attentive. So if this guy is paying attention to the little details, like he remembers your favorite animal or your coffee order or like 
your classes that you're in or where you work or like if you have like an older sister, if you remember the little things that you mentioned, and obviously please remember those things too. Like don't be like one-sided. But anyway, if you remember that, that's such a green flag. Like he pays attention to you. He genuinely wants to get to know you and he's attentive to what you're saying. Another green flag is he's masculine. Now, so many people are just like so divided on this. But at the end of the day, I'm a Slavic girl and I need a masculine guy, okay? I do not want to be the man in the relationship. I already have to be super masculine to operate, you know, work out like the way I do and, you know, do have all the goals that I want. Like I already have to operate in a very masculine energy for most of my day. If I'm around a guy, I want to feel like a girl. I want to not worry about things. I don't want to be masterminding and planning dates. I don't want to be opening the door for him. I don't want to be picking up the tab. I don't want to be the one driving, okay? I want a guy to take care of me, okay? Just like how I will take care of you by being a woman. But if you can't be a guy, then then why do I have to be the man of the relationship? Why do I have to pick up the tab and open the door and plan the dates? Like, you know my mind should be rested and off. I should be resting in my feminine energy when I'm around a guy and not acting like a guy and trying to lead the relationship. And that's why I think for a girl, for you, it's very important to stay in your feminine. Even if you like the guy, don't go masterminding. Don't go chasing. As a female, you are meant to receive and not like constantly give and give and give and chase and mastermind, right? A little masterminding is fine. A little stalking is fine. But like, don't be obsessive and don't be like planning things out of like he goes through these hallways at this time and I'm going to bump into him. No, don't be the one planning the dates constantly. Just don't. If he won't put in effort, someone else will. Other green flag, he doesn't complain. That's a given, okay? If something hurts and he's not a little whiny baby about it, green flag. Baby boy knows how to react to negative situations. This dude knows how to handle pain and not whine about it. Thank the Lord. Anyway, other green flag, he's a problem solver. A lot of very masculine guys want to solve your problems. If, for example, you are struggling to carry your bag, he will try to carry it for you and you let him, okay? If he, if you're struggling in a class and he's already taken the class and he knows how to, you know, answer the problem, let him help you. He's, he needs to want to solve problems because for a guy that is so psychologically rewarding is if he is providing something to the woman, you are making her life easier. You're making her life better. Other green flag is not constantly on their phone. This is a given, but like if we're on a date, phone's off unless like, you know, maybe you're checking your calendar or someone like your mom is calling you. That kind of makes sense. But like if you're constantly on your phone when we're on a date or when we're talking, that's a red flag. You need to stay off your phone and be connected at the present moment. And I mean, same goes for you, baby girl. Like if you're on a date with someone, keep your phone off, silence, put it in your bag. Like don't, don't be that girl that's like checking her DMs while she's on a date. That's just kind of, that's a no. Finally, the last green flag is does not follow a ton of girls on social media. If you know, you know. I don't get why guys have to follow all those Instagram models that are posting half-naked images. You know what I mean? I don't even follow. I don't think I follow more than like 10 guys. Yeah, I don't think I follow very many guys at all. I definitely don't follow any guys that post like thirst traps of themselves. So if a guy is following a girl that posts a ton of thirst traps, that's questionable and that's a red flag. Wow, this episode is getting long, but I felt like this was definitely like a venting session that I really, really needed. Anyway, we're going to touch on having standards. And I mentioned this a lot, but you need to have standards when it comes to a relationship, okay? If I wanted to date 
I would have already dated. Okay. Like I've rejected quite a few guys in my past. Like we've already been there, done that, etc. But I have standards. Okay. Like if you ask me for my snap, instant ick. You're not, you don't even have a chance anymore. Okay. Why? You're not like in middle school. Why are you asking me for my Snapchat? Honestly. And you know, it's just so much easier to just ask for your number. And guys, back in the day, ask for your address to send you a handwritten letter. So honestly, put up your big boy pants and start asking for girls' numbers, please and thank you. And I also have other standards, like all of the green flags that I mentioned, and the fact that he's hardworking, and he takes care of himself, and he's kind, and he's polite, because I hold myself up to the same standards. I have a list of all the standards I want a guy to meet. And you know what? I meet every single one of those standards. I hold myself to such a high standard that that's what I expect from another guy and I will not be taking anything less. If I wanted to take something less, I could, but I don't want to date some weird dude off the street. You know what I mean? Like I'm waiting to date someone that genuinely operates at the level that I'm operating. And of course, the world isn't perfect. So I'm not saying that the guy has to check off every single one of those boxes. As long as he checks off like 75, 80% of your standards, that's pretty good. And obviously, if you start to develop a relationship, you can, you know, set the ground of like, okay, this is what's important to me. And I'd really appreciate if you like held the door open for me, if you, you know, met my family, if you didn't push me where I don't want to be pushed. Like if you have standards, if you have boundaries in a relationship, the guy should be able to respect that, which side tangent, red flag, if he pushes you to do things you don't want to do instant ick. Absolutely not. If he's pushing you to do things you don't want to do, like if he wants to go party and you've already repeatedly said you don't party, why are you pressuring me? Like honestly, why? That's just kind of weird, not gonna lie. Finally, we are going to talk about can you be friends with a guy? Now, being friends with a guy is always building a relationship on thin ice because 50% of the time someone catches feelings, okay? Either you catch feelings for him or the guy catches feelings for you. And while this isn't always bad because I've heard a lot of good, strong relationships starting off with a friendship, it could hurt long-term. Like if you guys start dating and you previously had a really strong friendship and then you break up, and then unfortunately you are now not even speaking to each other. So not only did you lose a boyfriend, you lost a friend and that really sucks. So obviously be very, you can have, guy acquaintances but i would say really caution you on getting really close with them because that can often lead to like someone catching feelings so i personally have tons of guy acquaintances but i keep certain barriers up because i don't want the relationship to progress and someone to catch feelings and someone to be hurt because yeah also if you want to be friends with a guy just friends not dating friends just find emotionally unavailable dudes. Like a lot of the computer science boys are emotionally unavailable. They are way too focused on like coding to think about really dating. And I'm in the same boat. I'm way too focused on school to focus on dating. So like we fit as a great acquaintance, absolutely fantastic. Nobody's catching feelings. But like if it's a guy that's very emotionally intelligent, like he catches feelings, that's gonna hurt you unless you like him, then it won't. And so just be very careful when it comes to making friends with guys because it could go great or it could go really, really bad. But all in all, that's my dating and boys 101 as a Slavic girl episode. I hope you really liked it. It was a little out of my comfort zone to talk about things like this, but I hope that you kind of laughed along with me, agreed with some things, maybe disagreed. 
definitely be sure for a shout out to answer the Spotify question down below. If you're an Apple girly, leave me an Apple review. Wherever you listen, give me a rating and a review that would help me so much. Be sure to follow all of my socials and I will see you next week, my love. Bye-bye.